you're listening to the Amplified Ambition Podcast with me, your host, Kristen Edwards. I'm a strategy coach focused on helping women like you to gain clarity by connecting their personality with their zones of genius. That's a fancy way of saying I can help you start and grow a business that works for you instead of you working for it. Inside this podcast, you will hear all the things because I'm multi-passionate and don't believe in leaving anything behind if it can unlock your next level of success. Let's go ahead and dream loudly as we create your best life. I am so excited to have my first guest on the podcast. I went to college with Tina and it's so funny to see like how, what she was, she's still tiny, but she was little Tina back then, (laughs) but also super professional and like a go-getter. Absolutely. And to watch how she's transitioned, she's still a go-getter. Don't get me wrong on that part, but to watch how she's transitioned over the past I think nine years or so that I've known her um, is such a miracle. And I'm so glad to have her as the first guest on this show for you to hear her story and to make sure that you know it means no excuses, go for your dreams and create your best life. So Tina, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kristen. I'm so excited. Like when you first said, I want you to be my first guest, I was like, wait, what, me? I'm so excited. Yes, I, I mean, I literally love you. I love you, but I love your story. And I think it'll be a great inspiration because I think people um, many times think the road to entrepreneurship or being a freelancer or really chasing your dreams has to be carved in this very perfect path, which you and I both started out on the corporate path. Um, but it's at least recognizing like when I say do what you want, I really mean it. So I wanted to make sure I didn't bring in another business coach um, as my first guest who kind of gave that other vision, but really showing that it can do anything that you really want. And so a little bit about your background, because like I said, you started in corporate. So tell me what this journey has been like for you the past few years. Right. So basically, oh, where to start? Like, it's like, how far do you want to go back? You know? All right, so we guess we can take it to we, like you said, we went to college together and um, I got my uh, bachelor's in accounting and then I stayed on board because that was kind of like the thing to do. It's what my parents told me to do for a master's program. And then next thing you know, I was working in this crazy corporate uh, middle of New York City company. And at the time I left, I was making almost six figures. Um, and that part is nice, of course, but it was just, it, it was too much. It was just constantly overriding boundaries and and just not what I wanted to be doing um and I look back and I I I don't want to say too many bad things because it gave me so much at the same time but at it just wasn't for me so fast forward um I just got to a breaking point and I was like I'm just gonna go to India um by myself casually and I I don't know if I'm like I feel like I need to put a disclaimer on that and be like maybe like not everyone should do that depends on the person like but um I went traveling by myself I was eight months in India and two months in Thailand and um completely backpacker you know no no plan nothing and then um I got back and to New York and I was like you know what this is not like I I went and I just did the thing and now I go back to the office I already knew that I had kind of made the made the move I already jumped and maybe I'll do a half half maybe I'll have like one foot in here one foot in there but I knew it was never going to go back to how it was before I wasn't going to let that happen 
So I started um, just kind of hustling and things that I wanted to do. I started teaching yoga. I was already a certified yoga teacher, but I never really put into practice. I never had time in that, in that crazy job. Um, started teaching yoga privates, running around New York. Um, I was also working in an office, but completely different environment. You know, it's another thing that people don't realize, right? Like you can still do those things that made you, that let you pay the bills, but you better have like a good energy, good environment around or else you're, you're not going to be able to tap into those other energies that you want to use. And um, I had met someone in India and I was in a long distance relationship from New York to Tel Aviv, which was another crazy life experience. Um, and then when that fell apart, I had a lot of uh, breakthroughs, a lot of growth, things that I never thought that I'd actually be able to, you know, like in myself, you know, break through. And um, I had been wanting to go to circus school, but it was one of those things that I was like, well, you know, you're too old, you know, you tell yourself, well, you did gymnastics when you were young, like, let it go, like, that's a kid thing. And um, I just was like, no, no, I'm going to go for it. Um, so then I went to Italy, I did an audition, I got into the school, and then I, now we're here we are, because I, I did an audition while I was in the school, but I did an audition in the Netherlands. And then now I am a professional acrobat and I'm working on a production with a cast and amazing directors. And that's really exciting. So here we are. I love it. You're like, and now I'm an acrobat. Like, you know, no big deal. <laughs> I didn't want to leave that, you know, as a spoiler alert, because I just think it's so amazing for you to, the journey that you've been on um, as well. And really just, again, chasing your dreams, exploring it getting past that self-talk of you're too old and still going for the circus. And that's another thing, I think, especially in, in a physical realm, like we start to think we're too old because you peak in gymnastics at what, 16, 17. So all of a sudden, like your life is over. You're done. <laughs> um, we do this, the same thing, like, oh, I'm too old to start something new. But like how many of the the coaches and the leaders that I look up to didn't become coaches till they were in their forties. And now for us to be on this personal development journey in our twenties and to change our lives at the start. And so I want you, you kind of talked about what you were actually doing, but walk me a little bit in through your actual inner journey that you were on in that process. You don't have to give all the secrets because it is a personal <laughs> thing, but yeah. share a little bit with us on that. Definitely. No, that's a good question. Cause of course I can like fire off all the like, okay, this, then this, then this, but then when we get down to like, what's actually happening, that's a whole other ball game. Um, okay. So where should we take it from? So I know you care. I think one of the reasons that, you know, I've loved following you on social media of all places. So FYI, everyone go follow her on Instagram, but she used to do these like little personal development rants. Like I'm driving in my car and let me just check you on some of the things you said, some of the things I've said <laughs> and let's get past that. And so let's talk a little bit about mental health and the mindset that you need to really take the leap. Um, I guess literally for you now, but for all of us to take literally. the leap and really face our dreams. That's amazing. Okay. Now I got it. Awesome. Um, and it's so funny, quick parentheses right there, because I did only like, I think two or three of those, but I'm still hearing about them a year and a half later. People are like, yo, when are you going to do more of those rants? <laughs> anyway, um, I love it. So yeah, like in all seriousness, it's really, it's not, the last thing I would want is people to listen to this podcast and be like, oh, it's just, you know, just take a leap, live your dreams. No, it's, it's, it's brutal sometimes, you know, it's up, it's down. It's, it's so much imposter syndrome and self-doubt and what other people are saying. That's a huge thing. Um, 
but to your point about like mental health and and everything that's going on inside, right? Like you can think of mental health, we think boom, mental illness, depression, this, that. No, mental health is like, we're all dealing with things. We all have past traumas. We all have past things that we've been through that we have to, that we have to manage now. We have to digest, we have to be an adult about it. That's extremely hard. That's, that's so difficult. Um, and then you add on trying to not live the conventional, I don't want to say nine to five because you could totally be non-conventional while you're doing nine to five, but you know, we try to break out and try to do something that you really want to do so now you don't have just like your regular stuff going on. Now you have like, oh, I'm trying to actually do this other extraordinary thing. And things just get absolutely wild um, in your own mind. And I think that that's like my biggest thing. If someone were to ask me, okay, so like, how'd you do it? It's just constantly chipping away and constantly listening to yourself. Like you can educate and, and hustle and make all the money. You could do whatever you want, but if you're not checking in with yourself, like that will come back to bite you. It really will. I'm, I'm a huge believer in that. Um, if you have unsolved things in your heart, those things are going to manifest. They're going to manifest in relationships. They're going to manifest in your partnerships. They're going to manifest in the way you speak to people. They're going to manifest in your relationships with money. They're going to come out. Like if you think they're not coming out, like check yourself, like they're going to come out, you know? So for me, it was really like, I think if I want to get, you know, if you want me to get more specific, um, at the beginning, when I was trying to make the leap from the corporate job, like I said, on, on paper, it was all set up. It's like, oh, you're a CPA. You're making almost six figures at like a ridiculously young age. Um, got the great company on your resume, even if you want to leave, um, you know, but that, that only helps if you want to stay in, in, in the world. Acrobats don't care what, what finance background I have, unfortunately. Um, and there was so many voices that I really couldn't hear myself. I know it sounds cheesy. I know it sounds like typical. I couldn't hear myself, but you literally, you cannot, you know, and you're, I noticed myself caring what people thought that I didn't, I don't even care about these people. Like, like the, the dude who's in like a four cubicles down from me that I don't even know. But then like at the Christmas party, when I'm about to leave, it's like, Oh, what are you doing? Like, I don't get this. Like, you know, people get in your head, you know, and, and that's something where that the mental health and the taking care of yourself and drawing your own boundaries and really like developing yourself over the years that's where it comes in because then you'll hear those things and now you can be like it's okay like that they can rock out they can do whatever they want but that's their thing like that's you you know and I don't have to take that with me that is so true I think I mean I say all the time especially being an online business and then everyone's throwing their freebies at you you're like oh I'll download this and I'll download that and I'll listen to this person's podcast and that person's podcast and like you cannot listen to all 3000 plus, there's probably even more than that podcast out there because it just becomes noise after a while. You cannot read every single book that's out there because it becomes noise. And it's even harder when you actually can see a physical person in front of you, when they're family, when they're friends, when they are colleagues four cubicles down, because you start to trust their, like they just automatically become a guru to you. And you're like, how do you silence all those voices around you to say, this is what's most important to me. This is where I am going with my life. These are my dreams that need to be so much louder than everything else that's going through that. And I think it is so important for us to take a minute, check in with ourselves and to do that regularly. I like that you said that, like to constantly check in with yourself because I think a lot of times we're like, oh, it's December 20th and the new year is coming. Let me check in with myself now on my goals and my dreams and reset for January 1st. And it's like, 
So what about May 1st and August 1st? (laughs) You need to be doing this honestly every day, but at least like once a month, like the first of every month, maybe as a a low key reset, if you're not doing it every day. But I love that you said that checking in with yourself, with what your gut is telling you and really going after for the life that you live, right? If you can put food on your table every day and a roof over your head, then the rest doesn't really matter. Especially like the quality of life, right? Like that's so much more important than I mean, yes, we're all out here chasing the six figures, but at the same time, like if you're miserable, you could take all that money away. Like it's just not worth it. So I think that's so important to, to be reminded of as well. So I'm kind of curious, you, you did kind of talk about this as well, but you really just said, I'm done. Like I, I don't want to do what all of these other corporate people are doing. So what made you actually like give your two weeks notice type of thing. Okay. So I have to put a disclaimer in there. It wasn't a two weeks notice. It was like a six month thing because in these corporations, there's this thing called a sabbatical and you can take it. And normally people take it when they have a kid or when they want to like do research, or maybe they do want to explore something, but they're kind of still like in the realm, like whatever. And I took this thing, but actually what's funny is that I tried not to do that. I tried to just jump straight out And because the company, like, I mean, they valued like what I was providing as an employee and they were like, no, no, no. Like just do your travel, like take your six months. Like maybe you come back to us. And I was like, I'm like, I feel kind of guilty because like, I'm not coming back. And like, maybe someone wants my spot. And they were like, Christina, just, just let us know. Okay. So I literally was in the Himalayas in the mountains from like this tiny little Indian hostel. And I called them like when I had to give that notice, the official notice is kind of what you're talking about. And I was like, Hey guys, I called HR and like, they were super cool. And I was like, Hey guys, like I'm not coming back. And they're like, well, we kind of knew, but like we had to just, you know, keep it anyway, keep it in the back burner. So I like, that's, that's a disclaimer that I want to put, but at the same time, I don't like giving those because then people hear the story. They're like, Oh, she had this, she had that. So, you know, we pick holes out. We say like, Oh, this person had it easier. So I always don't even want anyone to know that, but um, got to give you guys the whole story. So basically going back to what you said, kind of like breaking point, right? Um, I, it was always like one foot in one foot out. Like I'd be lying if I said, oh yeah, when I was 21, I felt really passionate about accounting. I knew I wanted to do that the rest of my life. Absolutely not. Um, But it was, you know, I was just kind of going along with it for a while. And after about two years, um, I was just getting more and more fed up. And I got to a point where, Oh, sorry. I'm going to say first, I was always looking at the higher ups and I was like, what am I working towards? Like what direction am I going in? Because I'm willing to slave away. I'm willing to put so much work in for anything in life. If it's what I want, if it's something that's actually going to have a return. And if that means I'm getting something, uh, I'm getting a feeling, if that means I'm able to help someone, if that, it can mean so many things, but it has to have meaning for me. I'm not going to just hustle for something. And I look at what people have. And for me, that's not it. And I'm not doing what I did a few years ago. I'm not like trashing like, oh, so like, you know, counterculture. No, like, because you're not better than anyone because you dip out. Like you're not better because you bounced. You know what I'm saying? It's just looking at it and saying, is this the life I want to live? And I was looking at people who are higher than me who have been there for years and years. And I'm like, this isn't really what I want. Like I'm slaving away until midnight, sometimes 2 a.m., and I don't have a life and for what? And, you know, just to have some money wasn't enough for me. For some other people, it might be, it might be. That might be what you wanna do. You might wanna provide, it might have meaning for your family. I don't know, 
it's really not my place to say it's, I don't, it's not even my business. Um, but it was just kind of, that was the buildup. That was what I was seeing over the years. And then, um, finally getting to a point where it's, we don't have to get into too much of the details, but I asked like, Hey, like, don't put me on this client. Like, I don't want to do this or something specific. And it just kept happening. And I'm like, all right, clearly there's just no, um, I can't really live what I want to live. Like, at least if I could do the nine to five, then I could have my five to nine and I can like teach yoga and, and work on myself and like do these cheesy exercises that you like look deep into your soul. And like, that's great. But like these things take energy, dude, you know? And if I don't have that, then like, what do I have? That's such a good point. You know, it's, it's one thing if you have a nine to five, but if you are working in a field that is 12, 14, 16 hour days, you don't even get a chance for a hobby. You don't get a chance to exercise. You don't get, you know, you see people like at the gym at 5am and I'm like, yeah, but they're at the gym at 5am because they don't have another ounce of time. And the only thing they get to do is that 40 minutes at the gym, take a shower, go to work, but then they're going a 12 hour day of hustle and grind. And if it's not right, if it's not actually making not just your life, but someone else's life better, is it worth it? And can you do something else that pays your bills, that provides for your family, that gets you out of student loan debt? Because we all have that, but at least gives you peace at the end of the day. And I think that's so important. And I think another thing, I so I'm no acrobat. I like I watch you do handstands and I'm like, that's not going to be an option <laughs> for me. And I'm not committed to try to actually get there, right? Like I will stick to my kickboxing and Zumba, but I'm not committed to learning a handstand. So that's half of the reason that I can't do one, but I watch you do it. And I don't want anyone to think like, oh, she's an acrobat. She's out having fun. Like that is work. And I've also seen some of your like blooper versions of your videos where you're like, yeah, that didn't work out for us. <laughs> you know, we tried this stunt and it didn't work. And so I think that's another thing to talk about is like, you're still working hard. You are still going aggressively after your dreams. And this one is more physically demanding than mentally demanding in terms of CPA, like math type of stuff. But I want you to talk about what it's like to be chasing your dreams and the effort that is still involved into doing that. Because I don't want people to think it's easy to change careers or it's easy to do something different with your life either. Right. It's not the things that it's possible. And that's what everyone has to, has to, we all have to keep in mind, you know? Um, and I like that you said, I like that you picked up on that. I, I really appreciate that. You don't just like, you know, see the Instagram, like, Oh, she was like doing this and she's a kid, like whatever. It's easy. And that's, that's not true. Even for the people who are doing it since they're a kid, like it's not easy. It doesn't just get easy. If it gets harder as you get older, but to give like a little quick, um, Side note, I basically, when I was really pulling the plug and I did the India thing. And then after I, you know, you come to another crossroads after it's constant crossroads after crossroads. And, um, I was like, all right, like I can do writing. I can teach yoga. I can do acrobatics. There's a bunch of things that I could dive deeper into and build up my skill set and, and try to go after. And then, you know, that's another thing is like, you know, waiting for the perfect time, the perfect, this, the perfect, that there, there is no right answer. Um, and one of the things that weighed in was like, just the reality of just living a finite life. Like we're going to die. Like, I know that that sounds weird, but like, I'm not getting younger. So basically what I did was instead of obsessing over what I should do, I just took logics. And I was just like, I can write the rest of my life. I can teach yoga the rest of my life. I can do a lot of things. I can be a CPA if I want to go back to that, but I probably can't do backflips on stages the rest of my life. 
So that's where I took the, the, the jump. Like I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for these auditions and see what happens. Um, because if not now, when is it going to happen? And that really is something that, um, you know, has to, has, you know, you have to take into consideration some things that are more on the clock than others. Um, but that was a side note and I completely got off track and you asked me another question. No, I actually love that answer. Each crossroad leads us to like that next opportunity. And I think that's another thing is that we sometimes think we get to just like stop, right? Like I made this decision and now it's over. It's like, okay, there's never like ends. 20 more decisions coming right uh -huh. behind it. And even if you made the perfect choice that was absolutely for you, you still have to like have that moment of like, okay, well, what's next? Um, and it's not that, you know, again, like life is eventually finite, but on the way we get a lot of different opportunities to kind of choose um, and really create our own life. So I love that. Um, it basically was the answer to my question. So don't even worry. Right, about you, you were now I remember you were talking about like working hard and how it is now. And that, yeah, it's the thing is like now it's physically demanding. Um, and even, the, even when it's not like muscularly physically demanding, you know, for example, we're, we're creating this show right now in Holland um, and we're six of us in the cast and two directors. And you can only imagine like the personalities and the ideas and the this and the that. And it's a lot like, you know, you're working from 8.30 in the morning until at minimum 5.30 at night. And you're trying to put a show together, a show that's gonna like bring people emotion and make people feel something and also do crazy stuff and, you know, and tricks and that it's a lot, you know, and people think like you said, I really, really appreciate that. You know, people think like, oh, you're just there. Like you're, you're just dipping out of this and now you're having fun. Not that there's anything wrong with that, you know? The thing is like, and this is an amazing thing. I, Elizabeth Gilbert, the, the woman that wrote Eat, Pray, Love, she also wrote another book um, called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear, which is amazing. She's completely badass. And she says, there's one chapter in there and she calls it the shit sandwich. And she says, every single thing that you do is gonna have shit. You just have to choose the type of shit that you wanna eat. And she says, you have to choose your favorite flavor of shit sandwich. And I absolutely love that because right now I'm eating my favorite flavor of shit sandwich. And it's amazing because you just, you got it. I think that's a complete misconception. I'm going to leave everything. I'm going to do what I love and life is going to be great. No, life is not going to be great until you make pretty much everything else also great as much as you can possibly get there. So I really like, you know, looking at it and saying, what am I going to, what am I not going to like about this? And where does that level fall on the like loving to hating scale and how much can I deal with it? Yeah. And for anyone listening, that is like, I'm an online entrepreneur. I'm not trying to be an acrobat. How does this apply? Business is not easy. Like you have to wake up and consistently show up in the online market space to provide your offer, to sell it to people in order to get clients to pay you what you want to do. So yes, you can be called to coaching. You can be amazing at your graphic design or whatever it is you're doing in the online space. But if you're not consistently going for what you want, it doesn't matter. Um, and I think, again, like there's a lot of personalities, even if you're a solopreneur, then you have the personality of the clients that are right for you as you're building your team and you hire a VA. Hey, if your personality doesn't mesh with your VA's personality, what if he's not going to be working much longer <laughs> in terms of that team? And so it's really important to acknowledge, you know, all these things that Christina is saying absolutely applies to what we do, Christina, I'm sorry, but to what we do, you know, as, as well as online entrepreneurs or 
any other goal that you have in life. You have to be consistent at it. And it takes work mentally and physically to be going after your dreams one step at a time as well. And so I thank you so, so much for sharing your story as well. So I want to know what are like the three, and you've actually kind of hit on all of these already, but I want you to summarize it for everyone. What are the three rules of success that you really try to live by yourself? Okay. Um, I, yeah, we did hit on a few of them, like right, right off the bat, you were talking about, you know, mental health and things like that. Um, one thing that I would say is heal your life. And that's something that I heard from my biggest mentor who I've never met in my life, but Jay Shetty, I absolutely love him. Um, heal your life. Like you need to really clean up because those things are going to come out. Like I said before, and the more honest we can be with ourselves, I think the more honest we can bring ourselves to the world and our relationships. And that's not about brutal honesty. It's not about just saying whatever you want and then waving the honesty card and being like, oh, well, I'm honest. I can just, you know, trash people and be terrible. No, it's getting really real with yourself and, and what you need and what your boundaries are. And you, you can't really do any of those things I'm saying unless you've pretty much looked at deep, dark parts of yourself. Um, that's the unfortunate thing. It sucks. It's really not easy. Um, I wish I could say that we could just like box that part of us and then just like go on and like do amazing things. And some people will from the outside, but I guarantee you that if you got them in a room and broke them down to the point where they had to really, really tell you the truth, if you haven't healed what's inside you, it's going to be hard to enjoy all those. You might have them. You might have, you know, what seems like the good relationship or the house and the kids and the this and the that and, and doing what you love, right? In a career perspective. But are you going to be able to really like soak up all that, have gratitude towards that in your heart? Or is it just going to kind of be a procrastination game of facing yourself? So healing is a gigantic thing. I know that probably no one was expecting to like to hear that as a number one thing, but that is for me the, the most important. Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. So my coach or one of my coaches actually says that um, her name is Lindsay Nadler. And she says that personal development, um, like entrepreneurship, there's personal development with a paycheck. And so if you're not taking care of the stuff deep down inside of you, if you are not doing the soul searching, especially as a coach, you cannot go out and coach someone else, right? I can give you tips and tricks in terms of business, but I am not going to be able to guide you to your next level if I haven't done the work of my own level. So to get paid for personal development, I think that's so important, especially when you look at a lot of these online um a lot of these authors and motivational speakers and stuff that we follow as well. I love that Jay Shetty says that, like heal your life. Because if you don't take care of what's inside, if you have not, if you're not coming from a place of fullness, you're never giving out what you want, right? And you don't want people to see the bad, you want them to see the good. So heal yourself in that process. I absolutely love that one. I All right, I'll let you give that. your others. Yeah, definitely. No, I love that, that, um, the paycheck with the personal development with the paycheck. I never heard that. That's amazing. That's her thing. So I have to give Lindsay credit, but <laughs> I love definitely. it. I'm going to look her up. The thing is that I, you know, I do hear a lot of people also, oh, but I'm doing this, but I'm doing that. And it's like, Ooh, like I, you know, these are things that we can't prove, right? Like it's, we can't like do a brain scan and like figure it out. It's, it's not something that we can just say. And, and people believe some people think it's airy fairy hocus pocus, but it's really not. I mean, in my opinion, it's really not. Um, but that's what I was going to say is people say like, oh, I'm trying this. I'm doing that. 
Yeah, but if you're boxing up, you know the cartoons when like the kid cleans their room and then they like smash everything in into the closet and then like lift, puts their butt up against the closet and then like, you know, you leave and like everything comes tumbling out. Like that's what I think a lot of us do. And I, I probably was doing that in, in a way in my relationships and, and in careers and stuff. And you, you can only ignore it for so long. Um, so that's the thing, but we'll, we'll keep going. I would say, so three things you wanted, let's think. So I would say, um, again, these all kind of roll into each other, but just keep going. You know, that's something that I like to tell people have patience, but not too much patience at the same time. You know, don't expect things overnight, but at the same time, like they're not going to come right away. So keep going, you know, and, and don't let other people's voices get in your head and they are going to get in your head. They will you know, but you have to educate yourself so much to the point where all of those other things, those personal development things, those books, those podcasts, those mentors, um, those friends who are really like, yes, you got this, keep going. You need to wait, like you need to keep going with that until those voices start to drown out the other voices because what, whatever's going on in your head is gonna become your reality. Again, this is not a hocus pocus. This is where you're focusing your energy. If you think there are no jobs, you're not gonna get jobs. If you think there's no clients, you're not gonna get clients. You know, if you think you're not going to be, the only way that we can get from A to B is to visualize B and that, that's where I want to go. And you got to keep going. Things take time, you know? And I think it's like just putting yourself in as many uncomfortable situations as you possibly can and just get rejected. Like, just get over it. You're not special. Everyone gets rejected. You're not special, you know? Like, just keep going, you know? <laughs> um. What else? I'm, I'm like turning into one of those rants that I was like, you're talking about from Instagram. No, I love it. <laughs> but that's exactly it is that we just need to keep going. Like it takes consistent action. You cannot, and I will use your example more than anything, your first day of circus school, my guess is you weren't doing the stuff that you're doing now as a professional acrobat. And if you took your first day of gymnastics when you were a little, little girl, like same thing. You're not just going to magically all of a sudden be a professional. And so whether it is entrepreneurship, whether it is your corporate position, or you choose an alternative type of way of making your living, you're not going to be perfect on day one. You do need to keep going. Um, I actually was listening to something earlier today. And someone was talking about like, remember when Michael Jordan tried to play baseball? Like, I think that sounds familiar. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, you're, you're the number one basketball player. Like we all give you your credit as being great for basketball, but then there was like that golf moment. And then there was the baseball moment. And it's like, you can change lanes, but he didn't put the same amount of time and effort his entire life into baseball. So he would have had to keep going for, you know, another 10 years to probably have that quality that he wanted out of baseball. But your first day, your first season as a professional baseball player is not going to be the same thing as your many years in an, in an older position in a different thing. And so recognizing that like growth is great, change is great, but if you don't keep going, if you don't continue on that journey, well, the success might not be on the other side of it. Right. And, and I think that that's something that's really interesting how you said about putting the time into things. Um, because I think what we do super natural, super normal to be doing this. Um, we all do it. I think is, you know, we look at someone's situation with maybe we're a little bit envious, maybe we're a little bit jealous, all human emotions. Um, and we, we kind of try to find things so we're like, Oh, but she's doing that because she did gymnastics when she was little, he's doing that because his dad owned the business before that. So-and-so, so-and-so it's always something to say. And what we do is like, what we're trying to like loop out like we're trying to like get out of 
pretty much facing what we actually want to do and admitting it to ourselves, right? So what's interesting is that when we do that, instead of saying, oh, they got it easy, they got it handed to them. No, actually, so the person that you're saying, oh, well, she got in because she's been doing gymnastics her, le- her whole life, like for an example, but then that person, they were working for their whole life. You don't realize it, right? You're just seeing them now. Or I like to use even like a more intangible type of thing where we look at people who, and this is how the world works. Anyone who doesn't want to accept it is, I'm sorry, but that's how, how it goes. Like, you know, with networking and, and who you know and this and that, people say, oh, but she knew this one. He knew that one. Well, guess what? Even that, that's putting yourself out there. It's making yourself vulnerable. It's telling people, hey, I don't have a job right now. What do you think? Do you have, you have something for me, right? There's so many things like going to some sort of, I don't know, event where you really don't feel like it. You'd rather sit home under your blanket watching Netflix, but you're going to go to like some, I don't know, networking event or friend's house or so-and-so. And then you figure it out, right? So it's like, we're looking to kind of, I could speak for myself, maybe, but I'm not doing as much anymore, but I was definitely like, looking for these loopholes when I was too scared to act for myself. And I was like, oh, but she did this, he did that. But guess what? That's still part of the work. They're still doing the work. You know, it might not be how you envisioned it, but guess what? It it got them there. Yeah, that's so true. You know, I love that what you said, right? You can't get a job if you don't go for the interview. You can't get a client if you don't ask for the sale. You can't get the role in anything if you don't show up at the audition. And so that same thing of keep going, right? Silence the noise of the people you don't need to be hearing and stop listening to them. But then remember what your dreams are and go for it and show up scared and show up awkward and be willing to fall down. Show up though. I love it. I love it. And like, it sounds so obvious, right? Like there's like the super overused, um, what's the baseball thing? You can't strike out something about, you, you you can't hit a home run if you don't play the game. I don't know, something from like, a Lindsay yeah, there's a lot of sports ones yeah. <laughs> so it's like you can't you can't win if you don't play or something along those lines and it sounds like so obvious but I think that when we hear it like that it sounds obvious but if we break ourselves if we really catch ourselves in the moment we don't even realize that we're doing it right because we'll our, our brains will automatically try to protect us and when we're in a fearful position our brains are like no no no, don't do that like you need to be safe you know we need to protect the ego we need to don't don't go to that audition like you might not get it like why would you do something like that you know and your brain will really really work hard to create so many things that make a lot of sense oh you don't have the money to like do that flight to that seminar that could maybe change your life but mm, no I don't think you should right so we make up all these things and like they're just happening so automatically that we don't even realize that we're doing it you know um but now finally back to, I would say like the third thing, right, is for me, again, it's not a tangible one, one answer thing, but it's constantly reevaluating. Like what does success mean to you? And I think when we're young, at least in the, in the Northeast of America, put it that way, it's like, you know, go to college, get a job, make a lot of money, have a house, have kids. And, and that's the thing. And, 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 eventually maybe you get to a point and you're like, maybe that's not, maybe that's not what I want. Um, or you could be on the other end of the spectrum and it could be completely something different, but you change your mind and it's okay. Like we're constantly evolving and growing and changing. Like we're just like these constantly evolving animals. Like we're literally just constantly moving and changing. And how can we expect that, you know, success when I was 20 in my definition is going to be the same success when, when I'm 35, you know? So and, and that's something that we have to be really um, 
conscious of and, and really listen because the same way that I mentioned before, other people's voices getting in our heads, I think that we can be our own biggest bullies. And I'll give you an example. Like I remember after I kind of dropped the, the corporate thing, I started getting really into yoga and I was also doing a lot of Instagram stuff. I was doing some photo shoots and this and that. And, and I realized like, I don't really want to get up at 5 a.m. to like go on the Brooklyn Bridge to like get a few pretty pictures. Like it's not really my thing. Like it's, you know, I'm over it. And that's okay. But I wasn't even letting myself. I was like, oh my God, like, but my Instagram is like the yoga person. Like, who even cares? I had like a thousand followers. Like, I'm not special. Stop it. You know, so it's like, you, you need to like check in with yourself and be like, well, if that's not what you want, like, that's okay. You know? And for a while I was like, oh, but I'm like the yoga teacher. Like, I can't just like become the acrobat now. Like, that's not me. Like, and, and that's horrible. That's really like abuse, self-abuse in a way, because the same way, you know, if you picture a friend saying to you when you want to change your mind and your friend was like, oh, but last week you said this, or like last year you said that, like, how terrible is that? You know, that's not cool. You know, so we need to do the same with ourselves. Like we need to talk to ourselves as if we are another person. Sounds crazy, but it works, you know? And, and have, that, have that constant reevaluation and not so much to a point where you're, you're getting yourself crazy. Like I will say, and this is my like one friend that I still have from the corporate world, shout out to Harris, Harrison. Um, and he was like, Christina, like when I was in a very anxious phase, he was like, Christina, you need to not, like, you can't reevaluate like every day. Like you're going to drive yourself nuts. Like give it a second and then like reevaluate like a month or two from now or like two months, three months, whatever. And it, I love that because you need to give yourself a second to sink into what you're in to even allow yourself to live it, you know, and, and then go from there. Um, and I think it's kind of having like a little bit of non-attachment. It sounds weird because you want to go after and go after and go after, but you also need to take some distance. It's just so ironic how life works. You know, the second that you take some distance, you're like, all right, this audition could work. It could not work. This client could work. It could not work. And that's when things, you start having more flow and like living with your intuition. I love that. I think just being, being okay with both the yes and the no and allowing both sides of it to just, life is going to give me what I need. It'll work out. <laughs> um, and, and really just staying consistent. But I, I love that, um, reevaluation I think is so important. I think it's something that people forget to do, right? They think it's this once a week, once a year goal planning thing that they do and then they forget about it the rest of the time. And one thing that I think is great and that's kind of ingrained in me from corporate is that we had quarterly reviews. And so now for me, I have like a quarterly review with myself, not just my business, not just looking at the books. Am I making my money? Am I paying my bills? None of that. Like I know I have to file taxes, but really just saying like, okay, what's going on with Kristen? Are you hitting your goals? Are you living the life that you wanted? What do we need to change to check in? I think it should be done monthly, but like, I'm very intentional about it at the quarterly, you know, time of really re resetting, um, reevaluating. And again, like success is not equal does not equal money, but I think we're taught that success equals money with dream job and white picket fence when you buy a house with your spouse and the two kids and a dog and a pet right. rabbit. And it's like, I don't want half of those things, but really recognizing that it's about having that peace and happiness and what your great grandfather's dreams were are not necessarily your same dreams. And it's okay for that to, to change as long as you are leaving a good mark on the world you're making the world a better place than what you knew it to be your your way of living out that dream is really up to you but also like not being attached to that 
you know, you don't want your grip too tight because then you just end up with blisters instead of actually enjoying the success that is in front of you. Right. I love that. I love that. The imagery of like, you know, you hold on too tight, you have blisters. It's, it's so true. Like, because the same way that you can be a slave to like a boss or a job, you can become a slave to your dreams if you don't have the right relationship with them. You know, that that's, that's also a real thing. And I, oh, it's, it's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that right there, if y'all missed it, just like replay the 15 second button, because she just said, you can become a slave to your dreams if you don't have the right relationship with it. Like what? Mic drop. <laughs> Honestly, mic drop, like we're done guys. So <laughs> that is your lesson for today. Um, but I do want to actually re- bring this home. So if this, what is the one thing, like if no one else remembers you, despite how many mic drop moments we actually had in the last, this conversation, what is the one thing that you think, um, not just listeners today, but in general, like what is the legacy that you're trying to create? What is that message you want to share? I think get and really listen to what yourself and what you want and what you need and know that the second you start going for that, the unfortunate reality is that people are going to try very, very hard to keep you where you are. And that's okay. Like, it doesn't really matter if it's like the loving grandma or like the scared parent or a jealous, terrible, malicious intention. It doesn't really matter because that has nothing to do with you. People trying to keep you where you are so they feel more comfortable. It actually has nothing to do with you. So no matter what their intention is, either way, forgive them. They have every right to react however they want to your life. You're not here to win a popularity contest and accept them and realize it has nothing to do with you and then do what you want anyway. Feel the fear and do what you want anyway. Yeah, I love that because you know what? The truth is we do have those fears, but push through them, go for your goals, silence the noise, go for your goals, but make sure you have the right relationship with your dreams on the way so that you're accomplishing that and that it will be successful and you'll be able to enjoy the success uh, along the way. So thank you. Thank you so much. This was an amazing conversation. I could honestly stay on here for hours, but I don't want to keep listeners forever. So in respect to them, um, I know Instagram is where I usually keep up with you. Is that the best place for people to find you? Yeah, I think that that's fine. I'm also pretty attentive to like the DMs. And even if we're not followers, like I see the, the filter and whatever. So anything, uh, anyone wants to reach out, that'd be awesome. All right. So I will put Tina's um, Instagram handle in the show notes for you to connect with her. And is there anything that you would like to share with the listeners that have been desiring to chase their yoga or acrobatic dreams? <laughs> Well, if I could just like invite people across the world to come to shows, like I would do that. Unfortunately, I don't have that that much money in the bank right now. But um, I would say anyone who wants to do um, a virtual private yoga lesson that's sort of been doing during the epidemic, let's do 50% off um, for the first few people who reach out. So let's do it. Sounds great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I've absolutely loved this conversation. I think it's so important for us to remember that we get to dream loudly, chase our dreams and create a life that works for us um, and really what's best for us both inside and out. So I really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. This was awesome, Kristen. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at Coach Keds. Check out the links in the show notes on ways to stay connected with me between episodes. I'd also love for you to leave a review on iTunes to help other ambitious women listen in and join our wonderful community to unlock lasting success. Until next time, dream loudly.